This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. That's us as we uh, move along. We crank it up in our 5 o'clock hour. Thank you guys so much for spending your Thursday with us on the fan. We're on the fan mobile app, steaming worldwide, and on FM at 93.7, AMing it once again at uh, 680. Uh, Oh, we were just talking about Caitlin Clark, and forgive me for not having my knowledge on WNBA players. So I guess Candace Parker, one of the higher paid WNBA players she has uh she makes 8.1 million in earnings I don't know if Candace or if uh, Caitlin will go there but I wouldn't doubt it would be that far off she's not leaving Iowa just in case you're just joining us she's going to be next year walking away from $800,000 in NIL deals that she's getting today was a good old-fashioned split squad fun for the Braves that's spring training split squads you go to one of the games you go like okay I'm gonna go to Northport I'm gonna see the Braves most of their veteran players, because the young guys have to schlep on the bus. They've got to go to Port Charlotte, and that's what happened. But they were both dubs today, and that's the good news. The Braves in Northport beat the Twins 5 to nothing this afternoon. Spencer Strider got the start. He looked filthy. Three innings, two hits, five strikeouts. Aaron Bummer pitched a scoreless inning. Joe Jimenez pitched a scoreless inning. Minter a scoreless inning. Pierce Johnson also a scoreless inning. In that game, a couple of offensive notes. Acuna had an RBI double in the game. Austin Riley had a hit and a run scored in the game. And Michael Harris had two hits and a couple of RBIs. So that was one half of the squad. The other half went to Port Charlotte and beat the Tampa Bay Rays 12-9. The things in that game that you will find most interesting is Dylan Dodd got the start. Went two scoreless, gave up no hits, struck out two. Ray Kerr, who probably is a super-duper long shot to make it, another lefty. He went in and gave up three or two runs, three hits, struck out a couple of batters. Offensively in the game, Marcelo Zuna went three for three, had a home run, had an RBI. 
Something has gotten into Forrest Wall because he had two more home runs. He had six RBIs. He's trying to be more than a pinch runner. He'd like to make the team. Well, he's going to make the team as that, though. Add more than a pinch runner. Like, I don't know where else he would fit anywhere. You're not going to pinch hit him for anybody. But late in the game, there's a chance when Sean Murphy leads off the ninth with a single, you're going to go to Forrest, go, go run at first base. That's going to be his role. And then there might be a Sunday where he starts once in a while. But that's part of his – like, the bench is not going to look <laughs> as good as everything else looks. You're going to have Forrest Wall, Luis Guillorme, uh, Travis Darno, and then maybe one more piece to that puzzle. So that was the offensive side of things. And that one, the Braves put up a 12 spot. Charlie Culberson pitched a scoreless inning, gave up a hit today. So uh, good for him. This is why their spring training is just sort of like to give you the final score is pointless. Braves led the game 12-2 to two in the seventh inning. And then they used Grant Holmes and three other guys you guys have never in your life heard of. And they all gave up a total of like seven runs to make the thing somewhat interesting. Uh, now, Jared Kelnick, Chuck, we've got panic in the streets already over Kelnick. I thought it would take to at least April. Like, I didn't think we'd have February Kelnick uh, panic. But he started the spring 0 for 8 with a couple of Ks. And Braves Twitter, some fans on Braves Twitter are very anxious that the Jared Kelnick experience is not going to work. Don't let them overreact, and then they'll come around come opening day and realize, oh, no, that mattered. Oh, I th- here's the thing, though. Like, he could go 0 for 3 on opening day with 2Ks, and they're going to start to panic. He could be hitting 198 at the end of April, and they could panic. Alex! My, my response to anything Jarrett Kelnick does will have no impact on this team winning the division going to the postseason. Now, it'd be awesome if he hit. It'd be even scarier of a lineup if he does reach whatever potential he could never reach in Seattle. That'd be great. But if he plays good defense, I'll give you numbers. He hits 240 with 12 home runs. So what? They'll still win their 103 games. But I just know how the reaction goes on this one. A year ago, Sean Murphy started the season 0 for 7 in the first two games, and there was already response of, like, why would we trade William Contreras for this guy? In fact, he started the season a year ago 3 for 20. Then he woke up. He had a walk-off homer against the Reds. I was there that night at Truist. Then he went on this, like, three-month heater where he was not only the best catcher offensively in baseball, he had, like, put himself on the periphery of the MVP race before falling off late in the season. This always happens. They're not just Braves fans. It's all fans were all built the same. I hope they will remember the Ozuna experience from last year, who even after the rebound in May had another fall. But all right, well, it was just uh, four weeks, and he got lucky. He stinks again. Then he didn't stink again. But I would say so. this about Ozuna. You had two years of data. Mm-hmm. You had 21-22, and then – the full month of 23 in April. With Kelnick, you have a guy who hasn't really reached the bigs and developed yet. Like, we, we, he hasn't achieved yet, but we haven't seen him fail. He hasn't been around enough to, mm-hmm. all right, this is what he is. I think the one big important part of this is Jared Kelnick is just luxury. He's bonus. Yeah. That's where the Braves are. Like, Eddie Rosario, if he didn't hit a lick, the Braves were still going to do what they did last year. Eddie had some moments, right? He had a walk-off or a, a grand slam in Arizona. He had a few other moments. Eddie Rosario wasn't great last year. If, again, Kelnick plays good defense, hits a little bit, it's great. You know what I need out of Jared? Find lightning in a bottle in October. Have two or three big hits in the DS. Have a moment in the CS. Braves get to the World Series, have a moment in game four. Like that, if he did that, I don't care what he does in the regular season. But I would just say have a little patience with him. New guys, young guys, there is an acclimation time that always happens we saw it with Dansby we saw it with Riley we saw it with Wright we've seen it with so many guys through the years Kyle Wright's a great example man Atlanta was ready to give up on Kyle Wright they were not going to wait for Kyle Wright to develop it took a while it's just how some guys are built so we'll see what Kelnick does out of the gate but 
oh for eight in spring to start has some people a little nah. concerned. Uh, the combine continues there in Indianapolis. We are on to on-field drills. So today, defensive linemen and linebackers were on the field. Oh, Miles Murphy, Ron, I believe. Oh, how about there. That? Yeah. Now, tomorrow you're going to get DBs and tight ends. Saturday is the big room. You get quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. That's the day everybody's home can watch it. But the weirdness is I don't think any of the big names are going to run or throw. We've already got Drake May said, I'm not doing a thing. Marvin Harrison's like, I'm sitting it all out. I'm sitting it all out. Most guys are just not going to do the anything. first five picks, there's a pretty good chance you don't get anything from yeah. them. So. And then Sunday, the offensive linemen are on the field. So that'll be the rest of what happens there in Indianapolis for the combine. Now, forget all that. That's all back burner on important stuff. You know what's important? We've got rumors. I'm going to go live on the air with a pure rumor. Have we figured out who C.J. Golson is yet? Has anybody cracked the code on who this guy is? The source, apparently. On his Twitter, Abby, it says he's an international insider. (laughs) Now, he writes, per sources, Bears quarterback Justin Fields is going to be traded to the Falcons ahead of the 2024 draft. Sources confirm the deal is done. Then in quotes, he says, Fields excited for the opportunity to be part of a talented offense for the first time. As if Justin gave him an exclusive. You can can only get that from an international Chicago Bears expert. Nobody else in the entire football world has this except somebody. they're not international. Named C.J. Golson. Well, now I got Benjamin Albright, though, sending out this tweet. He says whether or not Fields gets traded to Atlanta, and he very well might. The deal is not currently done, and C.J. Golson is an account that makes up rumors every year for attention. Just block the account and move on. Well, Albright's no fun. I got a rumor segment to fill every day, Albright. The Falcons are listed, though, as heavy favorites to acquire Fields, which cracks me up every day. Fields to the Falcons was minus 140 two days ago. Now he's minus 425, according to the DK Sportsbook. I'm waiting to see some sign, like some sort of any sign that there's a market for him that well, it exists. We won't know either way, though. It's all poker, right? The Bears are going to try to convince you there'll be stuff no, that's put I'll out. No, get traded. All right, there was a market. Well, he'll get traded. He's going to get traded. Somebody's going to, but I don't know. My first round pick. My, here's, here's where there's interest when you stop seeing things about a first round pick. So my belief has always been the, the market is not as robust. He's going to get traded. But I said if I'm the Falcons, I hold steady at third. I will be so mad at the Falcons if they give up multiple picks because I just don't think they have to. I just don't think there's enough market where you're battling teams. I'll be Like if, if, if they were to give up a second, a fourth, it's not a huge deal. I just think you're overpaying because you feel like you have to. I, I don't think you have to do that much. According to uh, Tony Pauline, the Falcons and Titans are two teams to keep an eye on for Jets free agent offensive tackle Mekhi Becton. This is so much better than X's. I agree. Well, those happen during the season. Uh, they He writes, Tennessee needs a tackle. They might need two. He writes about the Falcons. They don't have a huge need, but... Dwayne Ledford, Falcons offensive line coach, was Becton's position coach at Louisville. So oh, well, all right. Keep an eye. Keep your eye on the Falcons. Yeah, and we had Tannehill coming here because Coach Arthur. Oh, you had to keep your eye on him. Well, that was going to happen if Arthur's staying yeah. in Atlanta. Tannehill was on the next thing uh, flying out of Tennessee. Those are your Falcon rumors. I do have some news for you, though, if you want it. Um, Sure. So according to Ian Rappaport, the Falcons will meet with all three of the top 
quarterbacks, okay. and this is not a surprise. This is real news then. Okay, yeah, This right. is real. Jaden right. Daniels, Drake May, and Khalid Williams will all meet with the Falcons in Indianapolis. So they'll get to know all three. I saw that the Bears were interviewing all three as well, which was interesting. They're, hey, we don't know. We may take anybody. It's free. It doesn't cost anything, and it allows you to have that 1% of one GM going, might they? Like, if, if it doesn't cost you anything, do it. See, I don't even know if they're trying to play games with people. I just think it's a chance to find out about the quarterback. You're going to play them at some point. Every little bit of information, you could use it. There's to no right reason there. not to. No, exactly right. Now, uh, we mentioned earlier that this report card came out. The NFLPA put out this report card. And they did this a year ago, and the players responded to it very well. Players said they felt more informed about workplaces around the league. So they brought back the report card, and they added a bunch of new categories this year, including ranking the head coaches, plus the owners, down to all things like dietitians, nutritionists, etc. Overall, in this ranking, the Falcons were 25th in the league, just top to bottom. Arthur Smith got a C plus, which put him at number 30 league wide among coaches. Arthur Blank received an A minus as the ninth best owner. Atlanta was top five in training staff and nutrition, but bottom four in weight room, locker room, and more. And you can there's a deep dive. You can take a look at this. And things like uh, public shaming now NFL owners don't want to be on the list next year, so I'm gonna spend a bunch of money. Treatment of families, for instance, uh, the Falcons get a B. It's tied for 12th. That's good. They get a C-minus in their food service and nutrition. Hmm, 16th, got to do a better job. More options. Put Pirate's Booty out. The weight room, C-minus. It's tied for 27th. Got to clean the benches more. More Nautilus equipment, yep. Strength coaches, D-minus. 31st in the league. We had a bad, I think they fired that dude. He not going to be back. Training room got a B-minus. Training staff got an A, and the locker room got a D. 25th in the league. Arthur, let's go. Better lounge chairs in there, recliners, bigger lockers. Give them, oh, they don't have charging outlets. Ports. You got to put ports in lockers. I mean, Arthur can't take this lying down. I would not want to be known as the locker room as a D. You're a billionaire. You a can make of, something happen. A lot of this is overrated. You're not in the locker room. You're a media member. No, a lot of that is overrated. And while we're at it, the Falcon media meal started to take a dive a long time ago, too. Improve the media meal. C minus. That wasn't one of the categories. Well, I added to it. Just put that out there to try to help the, uh, the group. Uh, the Hawks will go tonight in Brooklyn. They're going to play the Nets at 7.30. Hawks are looking for a third straight win without Trey Young. Now, this is a battle for the all-important 10th seed. Hawks have a nice little cushion. Four games up on the Nets. They win tonight. They push it to five. If they win in a couple of days on Saturday, they push it to six. Who cares? No, that's, I mean, you can start doing a magic number for the Hawks in the 10th seed if they're able to sweep these two games. So keep that in mind. Chuck is halfway to his prediction that the Hawks would sweep these four games. Have we seen a, uh, a number tonight? A little bit of a run. What is the spread tonight in? Hawks are a one-and-a-half-point dog tonight. All right. Oh, and tomorrow, I'm very excited. Tomorrow begins the Chuck and Chernoff cameo contest. All throughout the month of March, we are asking you all to go through your Rolodex. Go through your phone. Go through your contact list. Find whoever you consider to be famous. And just have them send you a video saying, hey, enter me in to the dumb radio contest in Atlanta, whoever it is, like Ben Vereen. Is he alive? No. Damn it. Um, okay, scratch him off the list. Vanilla Ice. You know Rest Vanilla Ice. peace. Vanilla's alive. No, he is with us, yes. Robbie Van Winkle. So get Robbie to send you a video. Hey, uh, this is for Dave and Doraville. I'm entering to win the Chuck and Chernoff cameo contest. So the prize package right now, 
and it's going to build. Oh, it's getting better. It's going to build. Right now, it's Braves opening weekend tickets. Dinner before the game in the battery. You ever been to the battery? And you'll throw out the ceremonial first pitch, but in our studio to us. 720 first pitch. I don't know what the first pitch time will be, but you'll throw out, you and your party will throw out a first pitch in our studio. Now, we're going to add to it, I'm told, as the month goes along. But this is very simple. Again, you're going to get a chance to show off who you know. Like, you know Coco Beware. Is he alive? He passed. Oh, my God. I'm I am not doing well sure, with this. Yeah. Are you, oh, he's dead now? All right, you know Lionel Richie. Lionel's yes. A, okay. If Lionel. You, if you know Lionel Richie, you have him record a video for you. You'd have a pretty good chance to win with Lionel, I think. Yeah, you probably would. Like, you, I think you're, he's got Grammys. And yeah, right? I think you'd be in a good spot. But it doesn't matter. Any level of fame that we recognize that we're going to, oh, my God, Big John Studd sent us. Oh, I think he's dead, too. When did he die? A long time ago, I think. Car accident? Mayor Bill Campbell. Yeah, f- fine. You could have Mayor Campbell. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ways you can go. Monica Kaufman. Pearson. Pearson. Yes. Pearson. You're right. But that's another option. So they're like, I don't know, you know Burt Weiss. You've got options. Yeah, let's do it. Garo McKee. <laughs> Is he alive? Yes. Thank God. Oh, my God. I thought Sad was, story. I, no, it's not, really. I was going to feel awful if we screwed that up and... Somehow Garrow is gone. I <laughs> I know Christopher Mad Dog Russo is alive. I know this because uh, he added a couple of new Hall of Fame candidates to the Mad Dog mispronunciation guide. Mad Dog is one of the greats because I don't know that he cares if he gets the name wrong. So when it happens, he just rolls right through. So yesterday on first take, there were a couple of more instances of Mad Dog, I think, trying to just hit what should have been easy names. Like, if I asked you who's the quarterback from USC, he won a Heisman. He's projected to be the first pick in the draft. His name is? It, it's it's Caleb Williams. It's what? It's Caleb Williams. No, it's not. You got a guy up there. Now, I think yep. he's a little overrated, but you got Caleb Williams. Uh, you got the kid from USC there. Oh. <laughs> oh, he caught himself. Caleb Williams. How do you go from seeing Caleb to Caleb, though? Caleb Williams. So, Caleb Projected to be the first pick overall. That happens. All right. No big deal. Believe. So then Mad Dog was doing some bragging on the New Orleans Pelicans. And I think he was trying to get the names of C.J. McCollum and Jonas Valachunas. Now, the first name I would have thought he had a better chance. Jonas, He's an all-star. Jonas Valachunas, there was no chance that Mad Dog was going to get that. And it's McCollum. Right. By the way, so he's an all-star, and it's McCollum. McCollum, Valachunas sounded like this. But the Pelicans got a lot of players. McCallum didn't even play. Mm-hmm. They can play some defense if they have to. You like the Travis Kelsey lookalike and Vashalunas. Let's uh, throw him in there, too. He was close. He actually did better with Vashalunas than he did with Khalid Williams. Vashalunas. So that wasn't bad. Khalid Williams. You can add these two to the Hall of Fame now. Mad Dog's got a list. If you've forgotten, here is the Mad Dog name game. Kyrie Leonard, Blue Drees, Jamison Winston, and they know Garoppolo is some phenomenal quarterback. Odell, Odell, Odell Deckham. That would be R.J. Griffin. So, uh, so uh, uh, R.G. Griffin. Ah. Kyle Murray. He was uh, Darth Vader. Or Darth, whatever it is, Vader, Vader. You get the idea. But if you had heard of Tommy Manziel, again, raise your hand. D.J. Metcalf, D'Angelo Hopkins, uh, Seattle Russell Warren's an excellent player. They won a Super Bowl. I missed the first time the Russell Warren. That one completely slipped by me the first uh, time. Seattle around. Russell Warren's an excellent player. They won a Super Bowl. I love Russell and Warren. Not when he was a rookie. He mm. even says there, I'm talking about a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's great. Now, they used to have a running back named Chris Warren. They did, uh, I don't know, early 90s. Uh-huh. So maybe if you take Russell Wilson, Chris Warren, you put them together. 
I don't know where the Darth Vart or how that happens. Blue Drees. Or Brew Drees. Jamieson Winston. That one I can understand. So that looks like it. But the Brew Drees. Blue Drees. Yeah. That one moved to the top of my list. Obel, Obel, Odell Deckham. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Right. Obel Deckham. So it happens to the best of his mad dog. Don't feel bad about it. Let's get our worst idea. Get ready for Chuck and Chernoff's worst idea. All righty. We've been taking your uh, worst idea answers today at the Harrah's Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Since we are starting our cameo contest tomorrow, we asked you, the celeb, you think you might be able to get to record you a little cameo video. Uh, Mark said Steak Shapiro would send him one. Huh? What's that? That would count. Why? Well, he's famous. Why? He's been a radio legend in the city. Rapid fire! Uh, Fat Casey said uh, Zach Brown or Billy Horschel. All right. Zach Brown might help you a little more. Rob said Brandon Beachy. So he could say ring the bell. Okay, Rob. I didn't do anything to Brandon Beachy. No, you did. It was uh, Labor Day weekend. I mean, excuse me, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Rich said he could get Brian Hoyt, who was voted the most popular radio personality in Atlanta. I don't think you could get Hoyt. That's all I'm telling you. He's busy. Uh, Mark said he could get Ralph from Ben Hill. Pretty big deal. As a radio guy in like the 80s in Atlanta. Rest in peace. Was he dead too? I I don't think Ralph. I don't think. Uh, Condolences to the family. Nameless said he could get D-led. That, that would count. I think I mean, he'd be like, no, I'm not doing that for that show. All right. Jimmy also says Coco Beware is alive. So I'm okay on that one. I thought one. he was. Okay, thank you, Jimmy. God, you guys were I horrible. thought he passed. No, you were wrong. Uh, KO said he thinks he can get Dennis Rodman. Okay. That'll put you near the head of the class. Uh, Bobson said definitely not Coolio. I know I said Coolio he's is dead. alive. He's yeah, dead. He's Car accident? Home. Moved on. Yeah. Uh, how did Coolio die? Made his journey. Hmm. When did he die? I don't know. We'll get that in unfinished business. Uh, Danik said he can get Matt Stewart. Matt Stewart? I love Matt Stewart like a distant cousin. If Matt Stewart is the most famous we get, the contest has been a huge failure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, he shouldn't carry the day. Not in this contest. In other contests, just not this one. And then listener Lance actually. Especially if we do have Coolio call in. I mean, it's true. Uh, Lance tweeted at Michael Harris and asked him to. <laughs> do a video. You can try it. I yeah. Think, I, mean, I guess. You know what? Who's that, Lance? Yep. Apparently, Lance wants to go to the opener. That's exactly right. Lance, good good on Lance. You can try it. There are a lot of ways you can get this done. I'm not going to give you any ideas, but there are a lot of ways you can do it. So you'll get them to send you the video. Then you'll just uh, upload it to our 680 The Fan social channels. You'll see it on Twitter. You'll see all the other channels we have, including a link that if you're not on IG or Facebook or other places, you can send it there too. Capiche? All right, coming up, a small number of college students are about to get a limited-time lottery ticket. One. Just one ticket? Hmm. Doesn't seem like your odds are good. No. But Chuck doesn't think any of them will cash it. Total cash grab. We'll find out why next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks so much for making us a part of your Thursday. Till 6, you'll get the uh, 680 Rewind. All the best of the 680 uh, programming day. Come your way 6 to 7, then you'll get out of the car, and the radio will be on 680 and 93.7. You'll wake up with the locker room. Something is wrong with the FM station going in and out. I hope that's not the case. I feel like Darren Ravel is one of the more hated people on the internet, or at least Twitter. Like <laughs> People love to dunk on poor Darren. Andrew Brent, who's been on the show before, used to be the GM of the Packers, took him no time. He said, I heard some... 
say that Caitlin Clark will make less as a WNBA player. He wouldn't even mention yeah. Darren Ravel. He says, well, no, she'll make her WNBA salary, whatever it is, plus her pro NIL endorsement and marketing revenue will be significantly more than she made well in college. Like, you can't even tag Darren in it, like, to take a poke at him. Pretty funny. Right when Ravel did that today, everybody went after him. Caitlin Clark, she's leaving Iowa after this season, going to the uh, WNBA in the draft. So, Uh, All right, uh, we're going to give you a chance to win Chuck's dinner. We'll do that coming up in five minutes. You don't need to clear your throat yet. Too early. Too early. Before we go there, though, there are a small number of college students who are about to get a limited-time lottery ticket. Ooh, how do they get it? Uh, Well, if they are taking a class... Perhaps at one of two guesses for me, but they're just guesses. Um, if they're taking a class in creative writing, journalism, journalism, mass com, whatever it is, Peter King says he feels he will want to teach come summer or fall. Now, here's a big issue. What he can teach isn't valued almost at all by almost any college-age human. Um, crafting the written word into a string of paragraphs that are accurate, sourced engaging a manner that the reader can understand and wants to like follow and then can retain that's not really what we're about in society any longer and it's like sprinting further the other way almost every single day which is too bad uh but my bet would be fordham because i think he lives in manhattan he lives somewhere i think it's manhattan so fordham down the street or his alma mater which is ohio university um, there will be a couple of classes that fill up immediately because Peter King and their dads will say, oh, you have to get in this. You're a, a broadcast journalism major, and you have a chance to take class by Peter King. I had a friend of mine that went to Wake Forest, was a history major. Maya Angelou's teaching there. He's like, I'm taking my Angelou English class. I'm like, I'm an English major at Auburn, and I can't take that. Mm-hmm. But he just, you know, as a boutique thing. Um, somebody's going to take the Peter King class, and I think about 90% of them are going to realize this is all about writing. What about the video? What about the digital content? What about the streaming? What about the whatever? And Peter King's not going to have anything to tell them about that. Well, that's the he sat on part. a set with uh, a set with NBC and got the makeup put on. Sure, and but he, other, he was the expert role. Uh, other than that, he yeah. doesn't have any. What he was unbelievable at that for four decades. I don't think anybody wants. So the shame of it is, yeah. there's no money in it moving forward either. Like all the money is being taken in how many digital downloads you can get how many views you can get you don't even need us you don't need a an outlet you can create your own outlet but the, the shame of that is there are still so many good places to get good writing like i i'm happy to pay for the athletic i have so much good stuff on the athletic that i get long they, form yes. explanations is really really good that's why i used they, to like bill simmons if you want to read something that like it seems like less and less people care about john hollinger did a piece on the hawks that is about a good 15-minute read, but I get all that from The Athletic, and I get all my different guys that I like there, but it's few and far between. Like, you cannot find a bunch of services. You're like, I got to get this guy's writing on this subject. When I can turn now, do you know where Shams and Adam Schefter and Woj get their biggest responses when they're doing a clip on ESPN mm-hmm. or a clip on social media that gets a million views or where? gets five million uh, impressions? The written word that Woj gets it better be linked to a video that he's doing or it's just not going to get the response. Uh, do you remember Alabama and Clemson played in Tampa for the national championship and Chad Scott friend of ours, he had a website gridiron now, I believe. And so they had Tony Barnhart. So it's big time website, big time writer. He had the morning of the national championship game because he's Tony Barnhart had a sit down with Nick Saban wrote, I don't know, 
thousand words, whatever, with a nice size piece. So I got a couple hundred views. With Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama, the morning of the game, he's like, Chuck, the written word, it doesn't matter how good it is or what, what the, the video, subject is. If, if he would have just videoed it, he would have gotten a million views. Just it, it was a eye-opening experience. Now all these years later, Peter King, who, if you don't know the column, it was the extra written word. Mm-hmm. He had so much that he couldn't get into his regular during the week stuff. He and would his, dump his news and notes column all. Yeah. Said, what you didn't get to, just yep. just spill it. Yep. Um, and nobody cares. Sadly. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.